Dhanavat. Welcome to Sri Vrindavan Dham. I'm very excited to have you all here with me today. Today we are celebrating uh, Govardhana Puja. I'm not 100% sure about your homelands, but here in Sri Vrindavan Dham we are celebrating Govardhana Puja today. So I'm so happy that you were able to join me. Uh, we are surrounded by the beautiful nature of Sri Vrindavan. We go up really early in the morning, all of us. I'm happy that uh, Shamananda as well was able to drag himself up from bed so early in the morning. And we took a tempo. We took a tempo, all of us early in the morning from Vrindavan towards Govardhan. We crammed everybody in. We crammed everybody into the temple and we set off. It's dusty. It's already a little bit warm, but we don't mind it at all because we are setting out on a transcendental adventure. We're setting out all together on Parikrama. Parikrama means uh, circumambulating. It means walking uh, in a clockwise direction. It's an ancient way of offering uh, respect, of offering uh, uh, showing one's devotion in a very physical way. So we all took the trouble to cram into this strange little vehicle. And now we have come to the crossroad. Uh, we left Vrindavan. We drove down along Bhaktivedanta Swami Marg to Chatikara, which is a, a big crossroads and where Nandagra, Nanda Maharaj and all the cowherds, they stayed there for some time when they moved from Gokula to, to Nandagram. Uh, from there, we turned and drove along the big road between uh, Agra and Delhi for a little while. And then we turned towards Radhakund. And we passed a huge banyan tree. There's a huge banyan tree here. The biggest banyan tree in all of, of Raja Mandala is here between uh, Chattikara and Govardhana. So we passed this huge tree and we remembered that Rupa Goswami in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, he says that offering respect to these kind of sacred trees is also one Anga of Bhakti. So while driving past, everybody was crammed into the temple. We tried to show a little bit of respect like this towards the Banyan tree. And then we passed away, passed on. Because the main thing we're doing today is Parikrama. Parikrama means walking. So we got off the temple. Uh, we got off the temple at the crossing between uh, the road from Chatikara and the road that goes towards Radakund in one direction and towards Govardhan village in the other direction. So we got off there. And uh, it's a crazy place. There's lots of people waiting for buses, waiting for tempos, coming with rickshaws, with cars, with bikes. Uh, a crazy place. Lots of, of noise and sound. Uh, but we don't mind. We don't mind it at all because these are the Rajavasis. These are the residents of Vrindavan. They look like ordinary people. They look just like any Indian boys and girls. But there's something special about them. They have lived in the land of Krishna since their birth. And this has made them different people. Again, we remembered Rupa Goswami's Bhaktira Samrita Sindhu. One of the five most important aspects of bhakti is living in the land of Mathura, living in the land of Raja. So all of these people we don't always understand exactly what they're doing. Sometimes they seem to be even ill-behaved, but they are Rajavasis. They are persons who are living in the land of Krishna. So at least mentally, we're showing them our respect. 
And then we set out. So come everybody, let's start walking. We walk south along the Parikrama path uh, in the morning. Uh, the sun is not very hot yet. The sand is still cool underneath our feet. We are walking by barefoot. Some of us haven't been very accustomed to doing that before, but today we don't mind at all because it's the day of Govardhana Puja. We really want our whole bodies to become infected with Govardhana. We want to feel the holy land between our toes. We want to live in the holy land for today with our whole bodies. So we walk along the path and we think of Krishna's pastimes. Traditionally, you don't start the Parikrama where we started it, at this crossroads. Traditionally, you start it a little bit further down to the south where we will come in a little while. But we started there because that's where our, our tempo left us. So we started our, our journey there. We had a nice kirtan when we started out. And now we have reached the first stop of our way. Our Parikrama yeah. today will take around four hours maybe. So we are stopping here and there for, for Krishna Katha. And the first place we stop is, is uh, Kusum Sarovara. Kusum Sarovara, Sarovara means a lake. Kusum means flower. So it's the, the flower lake. This is a place where uh, uh, Krishna and the gopis quite often came. The gopis, they used to come to this place to pick flowers. And Krishna quite often, he snuck in here to uh, meet Radharani, to meet all the gopis secretly. There are many pastimes about this place. Once uh, uh, the gopis were picking some flowers from a tree, and Krishna had climbed up into, into the tree in advance. He knew they were going to come there, so he was hiding in the tree. And uh, when Radharani was picking some flowers from the tree. She was stretching up like this to pick a flower. And Krishna was standing on a branch and he was pushing the branch down. So she was stretching up. And when she did that, she, he grabbed her hand and then he jumped off the, the branch. So he pulled itself up and pulled Radha right up into the tree. And all the gopis were like, what? What happened to, to our Radha? She disappeared into the tree. And she started screaming, oh, you black snake, what are you doing? Let me go. And pretending to be really upset with Krishna. And all the gopis were laughing and crying out of laughter because it was so funny. And Radha got upset with the gopis for laughing at her. So there was a whole scene with so many different emotions, all the kind of emotions that Krishna uh, really lives on. So this is one of the many, many pastimes uh, associated with this uh, lake of flowers, Kusum Sarovara. Today, Kusum Sarovara has been made into a, 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 like, a, like a kund. It has these steps on all the sides. Uh, there are also these uh, chatris or, or palaces on the, on the western side of the, of the lake. Uh, this palace was built by uh, a Rajput king, the king of Bharatpur, in the 18th century. So it's not very old at all. And uh, uh, we go into these, these uh, buildings there to look at them, and, and we can see that uh, they are, are a, a memorial to Raj uh, Man Singh, uh, constructed by his son. And when we see these uh, buildings, we can also reflect on how interesting it is that even though this has been built uh, for the pleasure of the devotees and in such a holy place, it's mostly built for the glory, not of Krishna, but of these kings themselves. In the, in the ceilings inside, there are paintings. Some of the paintings, the smaller paintings, they depict Krishna, the gopis, and 
picking flowers and all these things associated with this place. But the big paintings are the paintings of the kings and their adventures and, and lives. So being a pure devotee is not a simple thing. Forgetting about yourself and simply remembering Krishna is not a si simple thing. But today we're doing it because today we have come together here for Parikrama. So some of us were already feeling a little bit hot, take a quick dip here in the Kunda. I think Shamananda is, is jumping here exactly from this place that you can see here in front. Uh, some others just put some, some water on the head and then we bow down. There are many other things here nearby. Uh, here nearby is the place where Narada uh, came when he wanted to become a gopi. So there are many wonderful places here. Uh, but we don't have time for everything today. So we continue on the way. And we come to Govardhan village. Govardhan hill uh, is a strange hill in many ways. It looks more like a ridge than a mountain. Uh, like a long ridge like this going from north to south. Sometimes it's compared to a peacock. Radhakund and Shamakund, who are in the north, they are like the eyes of the peacock. So we are now in the middle, the waist of the peacock. There, Govardhan Hill is not visible. You can see Govardhan in the north and in the south. In the middle, Govardhan Hill is not visible. And in this middle part, the waist part of the, the peacock, there's a village called Govardhan. Uh, and in that village, there are many temples. We'll hear a little bit more about some of them later. But first we go here to the temple of Haridev. This temple of Haridev is one of the most ancient temples in the whole Raja area. When Rupa Goswami came to Vrindavan in the beginning of the 16th century, about the year 1519, uh, he collected uh, whatever he could find about Mathura from the Puranas and wrote a book called Mathura Mahatmya, the greatness, the glories of Mathura. And Mathura not meaning just the city, but the whole area of Mathura. And uh, uh, in this book, he writes about four main uh, protectors or main uh, forms of Krishna in the area of Raja. There is Govinda Dev, there is Keshav Dev in Mathura, Govinda in Vrindavan. And here in the west of this whole area is Hari Dev. So this Hari Dev temple was there already before the Goswamis. Uh, and it's traditional that when you start out on Govardhan Parikrama, you visit the Hari Dev temple. Mahaprabhu himself did that. When he did, came to, to Govardhan, he visited this temple. So with great respect, great awe and reverence, we enter into the temple of Haridev. And we pay our obeisances here. And we ask Haridev, who is a four-armed form of, of, of Vishnu, uh, to bless us on this journey of ours. From Haridev, we go on to Manasi Ganga. Everything in the whole universe is found in Sri Vrindavan Dham, including Manasi Ganga. Ganga is the Ganga River, the most famous of all the sacred rivers of India. How come Ganga Devi is here in Brajadham? She's supposed to flow much farther to the north. Well, Krishna, of course, fought with many demons in his childhood. And one of those demons was Vatsasura. Vatsasura means literally the calf demon. So this was the demon who took the form of a calf. And killing a calf is not a nice thing. It's not a very saintly or, or holy thing to kill a calf. It's really bad to kill a cow, it's worse to kill a calf. 
So even though this was a demon who just pretended to be a cow, nevertheless, the cowherd boys were nervous about this afterwards. Krishna, you killed the calf. How can we play with you anymore? You have become like a, a, an outcast. And you're completely black also, have you noticed? I don't know if we want to play with you anymore. So Krishna became nervous. Am I going to lose all of my friends? And the cowherd boy said, well, I'm, I think I've, re I've heard from some old person that if you bathe in the Ganges, in the Ganga Devi, then all of your sins will be washed away. So if you bathe in the Ganges, then we can play with you again. And Krishna said, fine, but that's very, very far away. I don't want to leave Vrindavan. I'm just a little child. How can I go to the Ganges? So the card boys said, I don't know, but I heard, heard it like this. So just by thinking that I wish that Ganges was here in Vrindavan, Ganges appeared in Manasi, in, in this place at Govardhan. But the coward boys, they weren't sure, is this true? Krishna is saying that Ganges is here, but this just looks like a lake. Ganges is a river. This is a lake. It can't be the same thing. But then they saw Garuda. Garuda came flying. And Garuda came flying with a huge snake that Garuda had caught. Garuda is a strange Vaishnava because Garuda is not a vegetarian. He's not only a, a eating mixed things, he's a pure meat Aryan. So he was flying with this snake and he was flying low and the snake, while wriggling and trying to get away, it happened to touch the water of the Manasi Ganga. And when he touched the Manasi Ganga, the snake immediately was transformed into a four-armed uh, uh, associate of Lord Vishnu. And Garuda let it go and they both disappeared. So when the cowherd boys saw this, they realized, oh, this really is the Ganges River. This is not just a lake. So we say, Ganga Ma Ki Jai, Manasi Ganga Ki Jai. And again, uh, this time I think uh, uh, Carolina quickly takes a bath here and uh, all of the others, we just spray, uh, put some water on our heads and we continue on our way because there are many exciting things to see in this area. Sanatan Goswami, he was living here on the banks of the Manasi Ganga for many years. He has a, a bhajan kutir in this area. Uh, when he was staying here, uh, he used to do Govardhana Parikrama every day. So traditionally, this is where you start your Govardhana Parikrama, here at Govardhan village by the, by the side of Manasi Ganga. After a while, Sanatan Goswami wanted to move away because there were so many mosquitoes. But uh, Krishna appeared to him in the form of a, of a Brahmin who said, no, no, there are no mosquitoes here. And after that, he noticed, wow, there really aren't any mosquitoes. All the mosquitoes disappeared. And still today, the local people say that at Sanatan Goswami's Bhajan Kutir, there are hardly any mosquitoes. But I think there are a few, so let's continue on our way. So we go on. And now when we go further along the, the, the road, it's uh, already now getting closer to noon and there are other pilgrims here as well. Not only our group, but many other Vaishnavas are circumambulating Govardhan Hill. And you can do this circumambulation in many different ways. Pradakshina or Parikrama means uh, showing your respect uh, by walking around. So it's kind of a physical devotion. And it can be done in many different ways. If you're old, if you're sick, you can do uh, Parikrama sitting in a car or sitting in a rickshaw or something like this. But we are all young and healthy. Today we are super healthy, all of us. So we are all walking uh, quickly and, and with, with great enthusiasm. But some people, they want to do uh, the parikrama in particular ways. And this 
sadhu that we meet here on the way, he's doing what is called Dandavat Parikrama. It means that he doesn't walk around Govardhan Hill. Rather, he bows down in full Dandavat, and then he gets up where his hands are, and then he bows down again and gets up and down like this. And this will take him many, may take him uh, maybe a whole whole uh, day and night to finish the whole whole parikrama or even longer some people do 108 parik uh, dandavats before progressing to the next and this might take uh, weeks or, or months then to complete the whole uh, parikrama around the hill and people do these kind of parikramas for many different reasons some do it because uh, they uh, uh, want to have a child. Some do a parikrama like this because they have some sin that they want to wash away, that they are feeling bad about. Some do parikrama because they want to benefit a friend of theirs who is sick. Or some do it because there's some problem in the family, maybe their spouse is an alcoholic or something like this. They want help from Krishna with. But we are doing this parikrama out of love because we want to be close to Krishna we want to be close to Govardhan Hill because who is this Govardhan Hill what is this Govardhan Hill still here we can't see very much of the hill we're getting closer to where the hill is is becoming bigger but even here at Govindakund where we stop the next time you can see that uh, uh, Govardhan Hill is not very huge and majestic. In its highest place, Govardhan Hill is about 25 meters tall. So it's not a very huge and majestic hill. Even in my home country, back in the, in the north in Finland, we have bigger hills than that. But the reason for why Govardhan is so so unimposing uh, is a story and that's what's so wonderful about this holy land of Vrindavan that there are stories behind everything and stories behind every story it is said that Govardhana uh, hill is the brother of of Drona hill in South India Pulastya Rishi who usually stays in Kashi, Varanasi, in North India. He was visiting South India, and he was visiting this Drona Chala, this Drona Hill. And he really liked Govardhana. Govardhana was a beautiful mountain, green and lush and with waterfalls and, and uh, uh, lots of peacocks and wild deer running around. So Pulastya Rishi thought, Kashi, Varanasi is a very flat place. It would be so nice to have a mountain there. So he asked Dronachala, Drona Hill, that can I can you give me your little brother as Dakshina? Now, Drona Hill was not very eager to part, part, part company with his little brother, Govardhana. But he knew that Pulastya is an angry person. Again, remembering Rupa Goswami, we remember Rupa Goswami says, tapas is not very good for bhakti because it tends to make the heart hard. And we hear about this in many stories with these great rishis. So Pulastya Rishi, he was a powerful yogi and rishi, but uh, sometimes he used to get really angry. So Drona, Drona Chala Hill was thinking, I need to do as he says. So he said to Govardhana, uh, you should go with Pulastya. But Govardhana also didn't want to go. So Govardhana said, okay, I will go. But uh, if you put me down somewhere, I'm going to stay there. But don't put me down before you have me in the right place. So Pulastya said, okay, very good. And he took him on his hand and walked away with 
Govardhana towards Varanasi. And he walked a long way from South India and he took the way uh, over uh, Vrajadham. And this was way back, much before Krishna Leela. But Govardhana knew, of course, that Krishna Leela is an eternal thing. Sometimes aprakat and manifest, sometimes prakat manifest. So Krishna appears in Vrindavan again and again. And Govardhana thought, I want to be where Krishna will be. So when they came to the land of Mathura, Govardhana made sure by Govardhana's mystic power, because it's not only the yogis who have mystic powers, the bhaktas also have mystic powers. So Govardhana made sure that when they were passing this area, Pulastya suddenly really felt like, oh, I need to go to the toilet. I was thinking that I can manage all the way back home, but oh, no, no, no. I, so, so he said to Govardhan Hill, I'm just putting you down for just one second, wait here. So he put Govardhan Hill, he went to do his, his things. He had a couple of samosas, uh, he took bath, and then he went back to Govardhan and said, okay, jump up on my hand, we'll continue. No. What do you mean no? No, we decided that if you put me down, then that's where I stay. What? You cheated me. It was you who made me. I knew I could have, should have been able to control my body through my tapas. You cheated me. No, this was the deal. No, you cheated me and I'm going to curse you. So Pulastya, he cursed Govardhan Hill that every day Govardhan will diminish by one, sometimes it said sesame seed, sometimes mustard seed. So in Krishna's time, Govardhan Hill was about 3,000 meters high. But since then, many days have passed. And today, Govardhan Hill is just 25, meter, 25 meters high. And by the end of the Kali Yuga, there will not be any Govardhan Hill anymore. By the end of Kali Yuga, there will not be any Govardhan, there will not be any Yamuna, but the dust of Vrindavan will always be there. And that's why we are so ecstatic that we can walk barefoot here today on Parikrama and be in touch with this dust of Vrindavan and feel this dust of Vrindavan all over our bodies. This uh, Govindakund, where we are stopping now, uh, and where Omkar is, is jumping and splashing in the water right now, this is the place where uh, after the whole Govardhan Lila, when Krishna lifted up Govardhan to protect his devotees, this is the place where afterwards Indra came down to ask for forgiveness. He had realized that he had made the mistake of his life, and it's not his only mistake. The Bhagavatam is full of Indra's mistakes, but this really is Indra's worst mistake ever. He had disrespected Sri Krishna Bhagavan. He had thought that he's just some coward boy, some upstart who is interfering with his traditional worship. And he had tried to kill Krishna. And even worse, he had tried to kill Krishna's people and Krishna's animals. But Krishna lifted up this hill, this huge hill, 3000 meter high hill. And all the coward boys, all the coward girls, all the cows, Everybody took shelter underneath the hill. And after seven days and nights, Indra finally realized, I messed up. So uh, when everybody had gone away, then uh, uh, Indra came down on Airavata, his elephant, and he bathed Krishna in this place. So this is the place where Krishna got the name Govinda the Indra, the king of the cows, the protector of the cows. This is also a place where Madhavendra Puri stayed when he came to Vrindavan. And this is where Madhavendra Puri found the Gopal Deity, 
that he uh, uh, installed and in whose, uh, uh, for whose pleasure the Govardhana Puja was restarted in the modern era. Because we need to realize that even though Krishna stayed here in Vrindavan area 5,000 years ago, there's almost, there's hardly anything left from that time. Uh, this area became Buddhist later on in the early centuries of our uh, Christian era. There was a Buddhist monastery, for example, in Govardhan town. Uh, and when Shikandar Lodi defeated King Prithviraj Chauhan uh, in North India in the beginning of the 13th century, and Muslim rule started, the Muslims in the first centuries were extremely iconoclastic. Everything that was, was uh, old was destroyed. There's not a single temple in this area that is older than, than the uh, 15th century. So when Madhavendra Puri came here, there was nothing here. But he found this ancient deity of uh, Gopal, that uh, had been installed already by Krishna's grandson Vajrana Abha. Uh, in this uh, area here, around this uh, Govindakund. So again, there are many stories about all the places. We're just mentioning a few, and then we continue on our way. And oh, we meet another Parikram party. Here is Indra Duma Maharaj from Iskon coming with his devotees. Hare Krishna Maharaj, Dandavat Pranam. Hare Bol, all the devotees. Hare Krishna, Dandavat. So uh, we're happy to see other Vaishnavas. We offer them our, our pranams. Uh, and we notice how carefully they are walking here. Because can you see, uh, you have to be careful when you walk. You have to look at your feet so that by mistake you don't step on any stones from Govardhan Hill. Uh, that's an apparat. We don't want to do that. Uh, once uh, I was walking in this area doing Govardhana Parikrama many years back, and there was a flood. So in one place you had to walk through the water, through muddy water. And the water wasn't very deep. It came up to my knees about. But it was a little bit scary because I knew that there were these uh, thorn bushes in that area. And I was walking barefoot like we're doing today. So I was scared that since I can't see what's in the water, I might step into these thorns and hurt myself. So I was walking carefully. And I didn't step on any thorns. Krishna protected me. But I stepped on something much worse. I stepped on the stones of Govardhan Hill in that water. I could feel them under my feet. And sure enough, Next day, I got sick. So we have to be careful. We're in a place that is surcharged with holiness. It's surcharged with power. In one stone from Govardhan Hill, there's more power than in 1,000 nuclear bombs. There's such power in this mountain. Because who is this mountain? Coming back to that question. This is a mountain that came from the south, we heard in that story. There are other stories as well in different books. This mountain can be viewed from many perspectives. There's a traditional verse saying, Namaste Girirajaya Govardhana Namine Ashishakleshanashaya Paramananda Daini. I bow down to the king of mountains. Giriraja, Govardhana Namine, who's called Govardhana, the one who nourishes the cows. Ashesha Kleshanashaya, who takes away all miseries. Paramananda Daini, and who, who affords the highest kind of bliss. And how can this hill do that? Because this hill is Harida Savarya. In the Srimad Bhagavatam, Krishna himself says, no, Krishna doesn't say. The, the gopis are saying. Krishna Pramoda. 
manam tanoti sahagoganayostayurya paniyasurya vasakandara kandamilai. O gopis, just look at this hill. This hill is the best of Hari's servants, Haridas Savarya. Because this hill has been touched by the feet of Rama and Krishna. And this hill is pleasing the cows with its roots, its, le its leaves, its grasses. So this hill must be the best of all of Krishna's servants. On the other hand, Govardhana is not only the best of Krishna's servants, Govardhana is also Krishna himself. And that's what makes Govardhana so wonderful. Govardhana is the best of servants, but Govardhana is Krishna himself. How can Govardhana be Krishna himself? Because Krishna changed himself into Govardhana. At the whole Govardhana Leela, uh, Krishna uh, asked the coward boys to worship Govardhana instead of Indra. And he did this to crush the pride of Indra. Indra had become again so proud of being the king of heaven. He wanted to show the cowherd boys and the cowherd people, Nanda and the others, that they shouldn't worship anybody except for the land of Raja itself. Because the land of Raja and Krishna, in a mystical way, they are one. And when Krishna shows this, when then, when they offered all kind of, of uh, uh, sweets and, and uh, wonderful uh, preparations to the hill as a part of the puja that we are celebrating today. Uh, in this place called Aniyor, they made a huge feast and they offered all to the hill. And Krishna took the form of Govardhana and he ate everything. He ate everything. And what did he say after he had eaten everything? Anior, with a deep voice like the rumbling of a thundercloud. Anior, bring me more, bring me more. And they brought more. Bring me more. And they brought more. And finally, they were getting nervous. He's going to eat up the whole world. What can we do? And then somebody got an idea. Ah, they brought just a little bit of water from Mansiganga, and inside the water they put a tulsi leaf. And when Govardhan Hill got this, he drank it with the tulsi leaf, and then he was happy. So Krishna, he took the form of Govardhana. And since then, Vaishnavas see Govardhan Hill as the best servant of Krishna, but also as Krishna himself and worship Govardhan hill. And every single stone, every single pebble on the hill can synecdotically stand for the whole hill. That's why Vaishnavas, they worship stones from this hill as Krishna, not as Krishna's servants, but as Krishna, with tulsi, with peacock feather, everything just like Krishna. And everywhere that we are walking here, now we can see uh, stones that have been decorated with eyes, with mouths, with turbans, with garlands. Where people from the area, people who are visiting from afar, uh, have worshipped Krishna through the hill. And there are many wonderful little temples everywhere. Here we are at Puchari, at the end, the southern part, southern end of the uh, hill. So we have come about halfway of our parikrama. I see that Carolina is a little bit tired, but that's fine. We've come already halfway, so don't worry. We're going to make it really well, I'm sure. And if you don't make it, we will carry you because we are here together and we will help each other. Here we have come, here in Puchari, to the temple of Lauta Baba. Uh, this here looks a little bit like Hanuman, if you've seen Hanuman temples. This is actually a cowherd boy. His name is Lauta. Lauta means like a wrestler. So he's kind of a chubby, strong boy. And uh, there's a story behind him, of course, why he's worshipped here. 
it is said that Lauta uh, wanted to cook a meal for Krishna and Balaram. They were just on the way to Mathura. So, so they said, uh, Lauta, we would love to eat at your place, but we're on the way to Mathura now. Kamsa has arranged this uh, whole games and everything. We have to go there to pay taxes and we'll be probably back in, in uh, before night. So you just wait here, we'll come back in a little while. And Lauta Baba is still waiting here. And he's growing. He's standing here waiting for Krishna and Balaram to come back. He hasn't eaten or drunk since then. For thousands of years, he's waiting. But even though he hasn't eaten or drunk for, for more than 5,000 years, he's still growing and he's growing because of his prema. His prema in separation is nourishing him. So this little temple is here. Again, we pay our obeisances. Dandavat, Hare Krishna. And we go on. Now we're on the western side of the hill. We're going towards the north. And we come to Mukharavind. Govardhan Hill uh, is sacred for the Gaudiya Vaishnavas. It's sacred for all the Vaishnavas in the Vraja area. But it's sacred especially for two Sampradayas of Vaishnavas. It's sacred for the Gaudiya Vaishnavas. But it's equally sacred to the Vallabha Vaishnavas, the Vaishnavas who are followers of Vallabha Acharya. Vallabha Acharya was a Vaishnava Acharya who lived at the same time as Mahaprabhu. Uh, they even met. So Vallabha, he uh, visited Govardhan Hill and his son uh, founded a temple here nearby. And here they are worshipping Krishna here uh, through this uh, 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 stones of Govardhan Hill. Mukharavinda means the mouth, the lotus mouth of the hill. So they are worshipping uh, Govardhan Hill here, especially by offerings of milk. So uh, devotees are offering milk to Govardhan Hill in this place. We bow down. We offer some milk as well. I can see that uh, 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 Atul Krishna, he brought some milk all the way from Rindavan to be offered here. Super nice. We congratulate your, your forethought and your devotion. And we continue on our way. And now we come to uh, uh, Narad. Uh, no, to Uddhavkund. Uddhavkund. This is the place where Uddhava wanted to become uh, a creeper, a grass, just to to uh, have uh, the oppor opportunity to be be touched by the lotus feet of the people of Vrindavan. So we are happy to come here to, to Udavkund. And again, uh, we are taking our darshan. And uh, Kanuram, he's bathing here, even though it looks a little bit uh, green, the water, but he knows that this is transcendental. He doesn't care about that. So he, he bathes here nicely, all the others. We just take some water on our head. We offer a bit our obeisances, Haribol, Haribol. And we continue on our way. And again, we meet some Vaishnavas on the way. We meet some Vaishnavas on the way. Here is a whole Parikrama party. And they are having Kirtan. And we are suddenly surrounded by Vaishnavas. And here are all the Vaishnavas. <laughs> it's already dark. It's, it's evening. But we are here with the different Vaishnavas here in 
that have come here to do Govardhana Parikrama. Haribo, Haribo, Siti Lati, Haribo. So we met the other par Parikrama party here. And uh, we continue on our way. Because we have now reached Sri Radha Kund. We have reached Sri Radha Kund, the most sacred of all the sacred places here in Brajadam. And we are filled with happiness and ecstasy to have come to the supreme place of all. We have seen all these wonderful places on the way. And now, towards the end of our parikrama, we have reached Sri Radha Kund. The sun is already setting. Uh, now, this time, we all take bath. We feel all the weariness of the journey uh, washing away. And we feel full of love for Krishna. All of our selfish thoughts, all of our lust, anger, greed, and delusion has all been washed away from us by the mercy of the king of hills, Giriraja. Uh, we hear more Harikatha. Guru Maharaj has now joined us. So we hear Guru Maharaj's Harikatha. Uh, we have a wonderful prasadam uh, feast. And then we turn back towards Vrindavan. And uh, our parikrama for today is finished. But I hope that your uh, Govardhana Puja celebrations are, are continuing uh, today. And I hope to see you in all the other uh, Tattva Viveka lectures during the week. And uh, uh, I hope that you will join me on Parikrama again uh, next Friday. So any questions or, or comments on today's Parikrama? Haribol. Haribol. Uh, <clears throat> I, was, I was wondering today, because it says that when Krishna was standing under Govardhan, holding it, um, that he was experiencing vibhatsarasa from the from the smell of all the milk products going bad. <laughs> and I was wondering why they didn't just um, have a feast and eat all those milk products. But maybe it was because they offered so much, like you were saying, <laughs> like anior. So there was just too, too much prasadam. <laughs> I don't know, I actually didn't hear that before, but uh, uh, I'm sure you heard that from some reliable source, but it sounds like a, a good good explanation for, for why. Another thing, of course, is that Krishna is a Rasa Raja. He's the king of Rasa. He experiences all the different uh, Rasas. Uh, like uh, there's this famous verse about when when uh, uh, he, he's there on, on the uh, wrestling uh, arena of Kamsa and everybody sees him in different ways some people see him as death personified others see him as the god of love others see him as their friend and so on so he can be seen in many different, different ways that's one reason for why he's called Rasa Raja that he can be seen through all the different Rasas but the other reason is of course that he experiences all the different Rasas so, so in such an important Leela as, as the Govardhan Leela, which of course I have just touched upon today, uh, it can be, we could have, we could have a, a, for one month lectures on, on the Govardhan Leela and we would bring out new things uh, every time. So thank you, Ramananda, for, for bringing out that, that detail. Hare Krishna Prabhu. Haribol Kanram Prabhu. I have a question for you. Thank you for such a sweet class and being such a nice tour guide. Um, so 
where uh, I came a little late, maybe you mentioned it, but where did um, where did Govardhan Hill come from geographically? If he's the younger brother of Drona, wh where was he prior? He was there with Drona in, the, in South India. Hmm. Uh, I don't know exactly where, on which side of Drona Hill. You can look on the map where Drona is, and maybe there is a spot where you, 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 you're kind of missing a hill. So that would be the place. Nice. Thank you. Anything else? Oh, but I, I can't hear you, Ananga Manjari. Yeah, we can hear you. What about now? Try again. And now I can. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for the blessing. Uh, uh, I, I never did a parikrama like this before, but uh, I enjoyed it so much myself. So, so I hope that uh, uh, that came across a little bit to you. And, and yes, all the rasas can be found here. We usually hear about uh, Sakya rasa, mostly in connection with, with Govardhana. There's lots of leelas with the cowherd boys, but as you heard already, there were leelas with the gopis, uh, there's also uh, uh, some Leelas connected with Vatsalya here, uh, Dasya as well. So all the four uh, uh, main Rasas of, of Rindavan can be found connected with, with Govardhan Hill. So again, thank you everybody. Thank you for joining this Parikrama. Uh, see you very soon again. Jai Shri Shri Guru Gauranga Gandhavi Kegiri Dari Shri Shri Radha Maran Mohan Radha Govinda Radha Gopinatha Radha Ramara Radha Shama Sundara Radha Ramara Radha Gokarana Radha Madhava Dauji Gopal Nitai Goshi Sharabuj Giri Raja Ki Jai Jai Govardhan Puja Ki Jai Jai Govardhan Puja Mahamahotsava Ki Jai Jai Anakut Mahotsava Ki Jai 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 Shri Shri Radha Sham Haribo. Shriman Brigupada Prabhu ki chai. chai.